EFG Classic. Classic. In Rise of Skywalker, there's a scene at the end of the movie where Chewbacca gets a medal because people online have complained for years, oh, why doesn't Chewie get a medal in A New Hope? So J.J. Abrams specifically wrote a fucking scene to give Chewie a medal. That's this movie's fucking Rise of Skywalker scene where they're like, we gotta bring back the Barbasol can because people care about what happened to this fucking shaving cream. Fuck you! Fuck this fucking shaving cream can! And number one, God, listen, we saw, we saw the can mud covering it, right? <laughs> The Epic Film Guys Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the E, the F, the G, Epic Film Guys, EFG Classic in the house, baby. EFG Classic. We gotta get that. We gotta get that like a little spinner, like... Like, play it before the intro credits. This is EFG Classic. That could be perfect, man. That could yeah, be perfect. Man, it's just like those those old 1950s commercials that are reminding you how special something is if you put the word classic after it. <laughs> this is this is special, ladies and gentlemen, because... You, ha- you should shoot a promo of me sitting in, like, an easy chair with a bathrobe on. A pipe. And a glass of, a glass of whiskey. <laughs> yes, you must have hand, a pipe, too. Yes. And a pipe. And... Obviously, I'll be in front of a fireplace, and you'll have me saying, Bitches can't get enough of EFG Classic. Bitches can't get enough of my stuff. I mean, it was it was, it was obligatory. I, listen, listen, I I wanted years ago, and I still it still needs to happen. Sometime before he dies, I want Loy Sauce, just with a sock <laughs> over his Johnson... Lying okay. in a big pile of socks. There it is. And then we could just put you just put EFG Classic over the top of the poster. I'm still that poster would fly off of the shelves. Everyone would want one. <laughs> that poster of the sauce with the socks will fly fly off the. We didn't even introduce ourselves. Uh, I feel like this is fuck. How long have we been podcasting for? We're just jumping right into it, expecting people to Seven just years know who this we year. are. Seven years this year. Yeah. Oh, people are just going to know who we are. They're just going to figure it out, right? Is that... If they're clicking on that link that has that name next to it, they should know. That's but you true. know what? If they don't... Nick, why don't you let them know? You start off, man. Well, we are... We, well, <laughs> we, we, we talk about movies. Uh, movies. The, the, <laughs> the end. I, I've, I'm Nick. I'm Justin. And I'm Brian. Pack him in real good and tight. That guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's another it's another e- episode of EFG Classic. Nick dragged his ass back to a movie theater again uh, for the first time since the Batman, which I'm sure these two are going to give me all sorts of hell over. Um, yeah, I saw three words. A Top movie. Gun Maverick. I keep that's what I wanted to ask you guys. So I got you guys on the hot mic. I got you guys on the hot mic. So each of you, it can't be the same movie. So I know one of you is going to say Top Gun because you've both already told me to see it. Um, so aside from Top Gun, what's another movie in theaters that I that I need to see? It's doubtful that it's still playing near you, but if it is, everything, everywhere, all at once. I've heard, I've heard a lot of good things. I second Immediately. that. Immediately. Yeah. I second that. It's pro- I'm most positive it's not because it's already $12 on Amazon to order the Blu-ray for it today. So. Nope, but if, if you, I mean, watch it at home because it's by far one of the best movies of the year for sure. 
that's my post live stream resolution is to is to is to get way 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 more movies uh ingested into into my body i've i've been uh well i've been watching like a lot of tv and stuff because i i got rebecca into the boys which i was like i don't know if she would if she was gonna like it or not because when we watch so we'll talk about it later like my theatrical experience with this movie but we watched the original jurassic park which she's seen before not for a long time but she's seen before uh she jumped about 20 times <laughs> during the during the original movie um you know and watching the boys because it has some very graphic violence it's like is she gonna is she gonna resonate with this kind of thing? She normally doesn't go in for that kind of thing, but I think the drama of it has hooked her so much uh, that she's that she's really really into the boys now. So we've been doing a lot of that. Uh, but that's terrific. I resolve to watch uh, to 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 watch more movies, if for no other reason than to to make value out of the regal variety crown pack whatever the fuck you want to call it that i paid like 200 <laughs> some dollars for last december and i've gone to the theater that three thing you've times been paying for and not using yeah so it's like i gotta i gotta i gotta get my value out of it so i want to start getting to the theater again like at least once a week because what i know what i need to do is take time away from this this space that i'm in right here especially this bullshit behind me because that's the work computer back there out of the office out of content creation out of this space and just get into a theater, immerse myself in something that I love. Uh, even when it is not maybe necessarily the best experience, I still love the experience of being in a movie theater. So yeah, that's my, that's my resolution. So, uh, yeah, I've heard really good things about everything everywhere all at once. So I definitely did want to check that one out. Michelle, yo, right? Yep. Yes. And short round. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. What best performance of the year. I think I love it. So that's me. Yeah. That's what I'm up to. How are you? Well, I'm not going to say anything about myself because I had a very interesting weekend. I, actually, I'll say it. Fuck it. I, a one positive over the weekend is I got to do my first visit to the most magical place on the planet, the Mahoning Drive-In Theater last night. It was a last minute thing, but I got to go see the 1966 Batman movie starring Adam West and Burt Ward on 35 millimeter. What and a fucking word. That must have been. That was, it was great, man. They had one of the original George Barris Batmobiles that they had built for the show. It was there, the Bat Cycle. Unfortunately, they were like, hey, if you want to stand next to it, it's $20. If you want to sit in the fucking thing, it's 40 We only take Venmo and cash. I instantly was like, all right, I'm fucked. I ain't got no cash, and I don't have Venmo. Ugh. So, But it was pretty cool, though. You know, uh, Obviously, I've talked about our experiences going to Mahoning numerous times on the show. I've gone to see Batman movies twice at Mahoning and Lois Oss went with me and both times it rained and it rained last night again too. So bats is cursed. It is. And I was picking up toads, like little toads off the ground. Cause they're like coming out of the water and shit and bouncing around, hopping around. So yeah. The wonders of nature. <laughs> that's what I did. So Lois Oss. See, I expected, what the fuck have you been up to, man? Loisos, I expected when he said he didn't want to tell us what he had done. I expected to hear, I sucked a dick last night. I, oh, maybe he, maybe he just didn't slip that one in there. Maybe 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 he just didn't want to tell us about that. But I did actually I get to hang out with Patrick Sherwood, our good friend of the show, patron of the show, long time EFG fucking fan. So he was there. WP sure. He lives there now. So He lives there now? Basically, well, I mean, he's there every fucking weekend, so oh. he might as well live there. 
You just move there, Patrick. It's probably, especially with gas prices the fucking way they are, it'd be much easier to just just stay close to Mahoning so you don't have to go back and forth. Just, you know, fucking pitch your tent in the back of Mahoning and be like, yo, I'm just going to live here for the whole summer and just watch everything. During the week, you'll be out. fine. Just help out with yeah. stuff. Just, you know, rake the rake the, rake the the leaves or clean out the urinals. Motor fucking lawn, man. Or something. Saucy. The hot dogs. There you go. Hi, Saucy. Hello. Now you're going to die. I don't. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's always so polite. He's very polite. So many people say, they always say he's so pretentious. You know why? He's polite because he is pretentious. That's why. Bitches can't get enough of my stuff. Or that. Look at him. Do people say that about me? Am I pretentious? (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't think so. Have you ever seen what you what you write on the internet, Brian? Have what? you ever have you ever looked at it? Have you ever read it? I'm very sincere. <laughs> your your vocabulary is awe inspiring. I I really it love it. It truly is. When you when you write movie reviews, you use a lot of big words and a lot of obscure words. And as someone who has an English degree, I respect and admire that. I always love it when is, you find reasons to use, you know, good language. Well, I appreciate that. I hope that that doesn't make me give off the appearance of pretension. I just love movies, and I love writing about movies and talking about movies. And I'm mad because I saw a bad movie this past weekend, which we oh, may get around to talking about. Will eventually, we? But, um. <laughs> Is that why we're here? Are we here to talk about a movie? I forgot already. No, I didn't think that was why we were here. I thought we were here oh. to, to to just talk about booze. Don't don't we normally I mean, do that I on the show? In my hand, I got a drink in my hand, so I I, I like talking about that. I'm I mean, good I, with that. Yeah, I guess I guess you know what it's time for then. <gasps> what are you drinking? I'm back. You can rally. Now he's now he's touching his chin and looking to the sky. The sauces. He's he's now he's he's, he's stroking where his D'Artagnan beard used to be, and and staring skyward as if looking for some sense of higher purpose for for why this movie that he saw that made him so angry was forced upon him. Admit it, saucy. You miss the beard. Just fucking admit it on the air right now for the audience. You miss it. You want it back. You want to look in the mirror when you wake up tomorrow morning and see that shit. Well, I, I certainly don't miss the itchiness, the scratchiness. Um, they are itchy but and I, scratchy. And Poochie. But I, <laughs> and Poochie. <laughs> Poochie went back to his home planet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, do, I do miss the, you know, the, the D'Artagnan beard a little bit, though, I must say. Um, shall I kick things off here? Yes. Yeah, man. You're drinking something. I have. Yeah. And an official Epic Film Guys Tumblr uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey over ice. And it's good. I like it. Hopefully it'll loosen loosen me up for this review that we're about to partake in. What about you all? What are you drinking? So I I'm back, puking rally, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I went like uh, when I was dating uh before I met Rebecca, uh, I went out on a date with a girl who introduced me to screwball peanut butter whiskey. And ever since then, I can't buy it because if I buy a bottle of it, I will drink the whole thing <laughs> like in a night. Uh, it has happened like 
twice. I mean, it's like the ABV is not as high as like whiskey whiskey. Uh, so it's not like, you know, that it's not as strong, but it's still like a whole bottle of it's going to make you feel things. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had to stop buying it because it's too goddamn good to leave in that bottle. It feels lonely and it wants to be in my belly. It loves me. Well, I might need a whole bottle for this movie that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Dear but. God in heaven. Well, I so I made this super special uh, just for the show. This is something that we love to drink in this household. I am drinking a goddamn margarita. Uh, mm. That is Espelon Tequila Blanco, Cointreau Lime Juice, a little bit of agave nectar, and some salt. I keep it fucking classy, man. So you're not only... A world-renowned chef, you are also a bartender. I mean, my cocktail a mixologist. Game, my cocktail game is not as strong. I mean, I, I make a fucking banging margarita. I will die on that hill. Oh god, Why don't you salt. make me one? The salt. Eh, my cocktail game is not quite as strong in other areas. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But uh, Justin, what <laughs> have you got dripping into your dick liquor this evening? Woo! Um, y'all already know. Right. <laughs> but what I can talk about that's special is it's coming out of my Jesus vintage Christ. 1987 Bud Light Fright Night Spuds McKenzie cup, which I'm sure is providing some kind of chemical residue from the plastic and how old it is. It's a glow in the dark mug. So I'm probably drinking like weird old, like 35 year old fucking glow-in-the-dark residue is that why your hair is that color still is it just like all the stuff you consume it just keeps it that color now it's radioactive you fucking troll doll (laughs) oh yeah well well i live by that now that's my mantra man i gotta be a troll doll forever but no i'm actually you know what the cool thing about this drink though is i've talked about liquid death on the show a lot yep um I've and sent you're holding them, up the can like I've sent them, I've sent, Well, I've sent them many emails, and uh, we've exchanged some uh, discussions, and they share my shit, but they do not want to sponsor Epic Film mm. Guys slash Brain Stew or any of our shit. But, you know, this is their Mango Chainsaw Naturally Flavored Sparkling Water. And unlike their regular sparkling water, it's 20 calories, three grams of carbs, but it's delicious. Mm. It's flavored, and it tastes a little sweet. It's perfect to mix with Tito's. It's like a treat, man. You know, you put it in the fucking 35-year-old radioactive mug and drink it with some with, ice cubes. With and Spuds McKenzie on it. That's the, Dude, for sure, that's man. That's absolutely, absolutely the, the, the best part of it. I ran out of, I, you know what my favorite thing to do with Tito's is, is to steep it with different things. And one of my favorite things to do with it is you just take some fresh ginger, fresh jalapeno, chuck it in with some Tito's, chuck it in the freezer for like a few days, just give it a couple shakes while it's in there. And then you just get this beautiful, spicy, just gingery, amazing thing. And then Wegmans, and I know, Justin, I don't think you have Wegmans where you are now, but don't rub it in, motherfucker. But they have a ginger sparkling water. They have a ginger sparkling water, and it's just it's perfection with that steep Tito's. Uh, I I live and die by it. It's amazing. Even mm. even without that sparkling water, you could do a million different sparkling waters with it. I'm sure, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Elevates your Tito's game, son. I'm boring as fuck, but I do remember <laughs> that for the last Jurassic World movie, I went and saw the movie at Dolby Cinema at Tyson's Corner, and they had I forget what the fuck it was called. I have a picture of it. It was some dinosaur themed. 
It was like the Indoraptor. Jurassic It was made punch. with Tito's. Something. They, they have new ones for the new movie as well, I saw. And anytime I see yeah, people called- posting them. Oh, you saw what it was? Okay. It's called the T-Rex. And T, of course, is T-E-A. And it's like some kind of Long Island iced tea or something. That's stupid. (laughs) Just like this movie. Is it the T-Rex, but Rex is W-R-E-C-K-S? That would be cool. Is it like Rex, (laughs) but instead of like R-E-X, it's W-R-E-C-K-S? No, that would be clever. Yeah. This wasn't just like this movie. They couldn't. They couldn't knock it too out, too far out of the park with like the tie-ins and stuff. So it just is going to make the movie look worse by comparison. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no, there's no product placement in this movie though, is there? Like you know, when the the first Jurassic World, there was like you saw the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville shit in the background hey. and all that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Your drink is perfect for the occasion. To be fair, there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of pointed satire in the consumerism of the original Jurassic World. Um, I rewatched all of the films in the franchise in 4K Ultra HD uh, leading up to Dominion. And the Mercedes-Benz product placement, a a lot of it feels like a car commercial in this beautiful, pristine, new, uh, shiny Mercedes-Benz that Claire drives. There's a lot of glamour shots of it. And my favorite thing is uh, she's meant to be driving through the jungle at one point, but the car doesn't move. It's just obviously green screened, like (laughs) jungle speeding past her, but the car itself is stationary. Like it's not bumping or moving at all. It's just almost as if it's not moving and she's on a green screen. But anyway, you're not my dad. Can we just review triple R instead? Can we talk about triple R? I bet Nick doesn't know what that their movie is. I I bet Uh, I, even though I don't know what it is, I guarantee you, Right now, without knowing a single thing about it, I would rate it higher than Jurassic World Dominion. Triple R on Netflix now. Check it out. Don't check out this. Well, actually, we're burying the lead a little bit. Let me read. Can I read the provided plot synopsis from Universal Pictures about this movie? You because can. I think in order. I think in order to. Because usually I give out the plot synopsis. Um, but I would like to read what Universal wrote because the movie the movie that they're selling here sounds amazing. So I want to um, I want I want to full stop this because this is the first time in Epic Film Guys history that the sauce has been excited to give a plot synopsis. I just want to point that out for everybody that's listening right now. Well, they usually can see his time, face. He fucking dreads it. But the look of excitement on his face right now as he's about to read this, like, I can't telegraph this to you enough. Uh, that peanut butter whiskey is slowly sinking into his body and he is feeling good. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he looks like it. I'm excited. But should we, should we, gentlemen, jump into a break first and then come back and kick off like non-spoilery stuff? What do you think? You think? Or should we just spoil the whole thing from the get-go because we don't care? Why not? Let's just... Let's just tear into it because what's to spoil, honestly? Dinosaur. Uh. Yeah, but like in in terms of the plot and the things that happen, are there any surprises? You know, we are could tell any- people we could we can do a full spoiler review of this movie, and people will still have absolutely no understanding about anything that happens in it. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> um <laughs> There, okay, so again, I'm about to read this plot synopsis. Um, 
the trailers are a lie. Uh, I was shocked to, to discover what the plot actually was in this movie. Like, I couldn't even believe it. When, when they introduced a certain something and they just went with it, I'm like, oh, no, this is what the movie's about. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Sh- we're going to we jump into a quick break. And when we come back, the sauce will synopsify Jurassic World Dominion. That's a lot of cum. This week in epic film history. Listen, damn it. We're going to have to start shifting to something else. If we can't find better Bronson clips, like, then you're going to eat that sausage? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I figured, like, it would at least be, like, Bronson, like, getting up and, like, grabbing the guy's tray and then beating him to death with it or something. I was like, what the fuck? That's, that's all he says. He just sits there and he's like, you can have it. No one can, huh? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the like, point. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, Justin scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel on Bronson Clips with this one. I am very, very upset with a sad, deep heart that's falling and breaking apart to have to report that we posted on the page yesterday, wait, ladies wait, and gentlemen. What? I'm very sad to report okay. with the falling apart and breaking apart. Like, what achy, the fuck? breaky heart. My achy, breaky heart. <laughs> A good solid mouthfeel. So yeah, uh, really, really fantastic beer. Justin would actually probably enjoy this beer. So Justin, if you can find this, get it. The dick that I sucked last night has a good mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said about you. <laughs> like I said, I'll take any opportunity I can get to get Caleb on a mic, uh, just because he's amazing. And, and Gerald, I love you. I'm a huge, huge fan of yours as well. So it's oh, really, really it, great you. to have you in here. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm not done sucking dick yet, Caleb. What would Emily have to say about that? <laughs> I sucked a dick last night. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. That's still my favorite one. The That's still best. my favorite one. <laughs> How is that not your ringtone yet? <laughs> I feel like I'm all alone here talking to myself. Hello? Hello? Is anyone out there? Do I have my own podcast now? They like to call me the Hopester. I don't even know what that means, but I enjoy all of you guys listening to me talk. This is great. I tell you, this is great. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is the Epic Film Guys podcast. Welcome to our review of Jurassic World Dominion. EFG Classic. That's right. And I'm raring to go, uh, as Nick pointed out. I'm very excited to read this plot synopsis. Um, I'm not really, but I'm just anxious to uh, get y'all's opinion on how this is spun and the many use of adjectives that I would not personally choose to, de- choose, you know, use to describe the movie. But um, Oh, I have some adjectives. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> and we'll get to that. But okay. <laughs> So, uh, it reads thusly. This summer experienced the epic conclusion to the Jurassic era as two generations unite for the first time. Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are joined by Oscar winner Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill in Jurassic World Dominion. Conspicuously, no colon in between Jurassic World and Dominion, so they couldn't even get the title right. (laughs) 
<laughs> you had to be that dude, didn't you? You had to be that dude. But I expect nothing less from you. Jurassic World. So it's not Jurassic World Dominion. It's Jurassic World Dominion. A bold, timely, and breathtaking new adventure that spans the globe. From Jurassic World architect and director Colin Trevorrow, The Book of Henry, Dominion takes place four years. It doesn't actually say The Book of Henry in there. I threw that in. Um, <laughs> Look at this mother editorializing just right on the spot. Man. <laughs> Dominion takes place four years after Isla Nubar, Nublar excuse me, has been destroyed. Dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures. Jurassic World Dominion from Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment propels the more than $5 billion franchise into daring, uncharted territory, featuring never-before-seen dinosaurs, breakneck action, and astonishing new visual effects. New visual effects as opposed to old visual effects. But anyway, I want to see that movie. But we didn't, did we? Um, no. No, we didn't. I will say there is one part of that synopsis that is 100% correct. Wow, really? And it's what the, part? It's the breathtaking part. <laughs> because this movie is so fucking bad, it will literally vacuum the life, the very breath from your lungs... By the time you leave the theater, you leave the theater exhausted, panting, sweating, begging, please, Colin Trevorrow, put us out of our fucking misery or let us be released from this torment, please. This is easily, and for a long, long time in the show's history, uh, there was a running joke that I had that Kingsman the Golden Circle was the longest movie I've ever seen, and it still felt like I was watching it to this day. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen... The king has been dethroned because now I will be watching Jurassic World No Colon Dominion until <laughs> the absolute end of fucking time. There's a colon, all right. <laughs> and that's where this movie's lodged, squarely in exactly. my fucking colon. <laughs> and to be clear, during this movie, Loisos, you had advised me behind the scenes that you took a large shit during I did. this movie. At a certain point, I thought I'd rather. <laughs> what scene I'd rather was it specifically? My... <laughs> I need to know what scene it was specifically that you were like, "I'd rather be shitting." <laughs> I, I think it was during a stretch where Watts, I believe the character's name, Kayla Watts, she's like flying a plane, and they're talking about something, and I'm like, "Time to empty my bowels," <laughs> and I left, and uh, I was gone for a good maybe. 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and I didn't rush. I took my time. I looked at my phone a little bit while I was on the throne. And um, there was also another point where I, I, I became so deeply unengaged by what was going on on screen that I popped a piece of gum in my mouth and started just like examining the wrapper. I started uh, trying to take the foil off of the gum wrapper because that was more interesting than what was going on on screen. coming from your mouth. <laughs> I love dinosaurs. Seriously. I love these movies. Well, for the most part. Um, the thing is, like, the Jurassic Park series, there's really only one great film. 
there's the blueprint. There's the original. Yeah, the Lost that all World the others Jurassic are basing Park. Themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the original that came out uh, the month of my birth, actually. And I've always uh, felt that the original is probably one of the best paced, uh, most exciting, popular entertainment that's ever existed, really, or at least one of them. Yeah, um, I mean, not to cut you off there, but I actually, I was back hometown um, from the location I graduated from, and we go New York yesterday for an unfortunate event, but I was there. And I actually went and toured the movie theater, the classic vintage movie theater, where I saw Jurassic Park for the first time as a kid in 1993. On that subject, you were born the year of the dinosaur. Ladies and gentlemen, we are recording this podcast the evening before Loisos' birthday. So if you see him on social media and you listen to this episode, make sure to say, Happy birthday to that old fuck because he's getting old. He's almost catching I up to me, man. I want to see a kid get decapitated. Wow. That's strong. Well, thank you, Justin. Um, yes, I am elderly at this point, but um, I still have a little bit of childlike joy uh, that's ignited by the original Jurassic Park and even to a certain extent, the sequels. They have their highs and lows. A lot of them are extremely stupid, but I can't <laughs> help but... Uh, <laughs> I get excited every time a, a raptor pounces on someone or T-Rex chomps down on someone or, you know. And I'm curious to hear from Nick because Nick experienced a double feature of the original Jurassic Park and Jurassic World Dominion, which, um, what a downgrade. <laughs> what a bad choice. <laughs> they I should mean, know better. They should know better. Really. It's a good choice because Nick got to see a good movie well, on the I, For screen. the audience, right? But Nick, seriously, though, you're t like... <sighs> Were they so dumb to think that you weren't going to notice the difference? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a sad indictment on modern films that you know the the effects for the most part in the original Jurassic Park still hold up. I still cry. I still get chills. Like that the the scene when you know when the when the helicopter lands and the jeeps are coming in and they stop. And Justin, we talked about this ages ago on the show. We reviewed all the Jurassic Park movies. I think we it was did. was it before Fallen Kingdom? I think we did it. It was. I lo I looked up in our archives the other day. We did yeah. uh, an episode on just the first movie and then we did a retrospective on the sequels as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, you know, th that original movie and, and you know what? I paid for the ticket and I had to sit through Jurassic World Dominion, uh, but I take away from any of that what you will. I still got to see. And, and you know, I didn't get to go to the movies a lot as a kid. Uh, I definitely didn't. But the original Jurassic Park is a movie that I know I saw when it came out in theaters. Being able to see the original in theaters uh, again was absolutely in, in every single way worth 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 the 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 cost and <laughs> you transition from from just a sheer masterpiece like unbelievably incredible cinema to just the most schlocky ham-fisted like dumb stupid bullshit you know what and this franchise has gotten so bad that like i completely forgot about like when they get this movie going and you meet uh you meet the little girl again I completely forgot that she was even a clone and like that whole clone storyline was introduced in the last movie. I completely fucking forgot about it. I was like, what the fuck? She's a clone. And then my brain kind of connected those synapses back to another movie. I was desperately trying to forget, which is fallen kingdom. I completely forgot that that was even a thing. 
And I'm a fan of Fallen Kingdom in the sense that they tried at least to it do something looks a little great. different. Looks great. It's a shit script. It has a great that's a director behind the camera, which we can't exactly. say the same of this movie. And that's, I mean, seriously, watching this made that movie look. And I mean, I was I liked that movie. I was very, I wasn't hateful against it. I'm pretty sure I was the the one that walked out the most positive on that review. But uh, this movie makes that movie look like the original Jurassic Park. It's true in a lot of ways because at least it had a a visionary in terms of like what they wanted the movie to look like and feel like behind the camera, even though there was some shit in there, it seemed to work so much better. And even if you had a dinosaur walking through dripping lava and have it, having it just <laughs> it was, sizzle it was, it on its cool head visual. a little bit. It was a cool fucking visual. I mean, sure. Listen, we, we've always talked about this and I'm pretty positive that in that retrospective, we made this point after the first Jurassic park, they literally just said, fuck it. They're monster movies. They're no longer about real living, breathing animals. And every time they try to make it feel like they're living, breathing animals, it comes off as forced and not authentic at all whatsoever. Because we know the first movie is the only one that ever came close to that. It's like that scene in Fallen Kingdom. I saw people tweeting about it today where you see, you know, the majority of what's left at Jurassic World, like dying as they're leaving the island. And I'm like, that would have felt like something had you not turned them into just CGI creatures. They're not animals anymore. Well, I think the thing is, too, is that like, okay, so the first Jurassic World was a nostalgia trip. It wasn't like the best movie ever, certainly. It didn't It didn't even scratch the surface. It was way worse than, Justin, than Justin's rating would imply. I loved it. Sure. It has its moments, and it's a, a, a nice little fun romp. The second film and this film has a startling amount of dinosaur death that I feel like is a little bit mean-spirited. If you're trying to make a a franchise centered around dinosaurs, especially since the first movie did such a good job of making you believe that these creatures exist. Well, there's an um, awe. There's an awe and a majesty and a reverence for the dinosaurs in the original film. But you carry through a through line from the plot of Jurassic World about how the public has grown bored with dinosaurs so too clearly have these filmmakers because they basically, they basically, you're exactly right. They treat them like cannon fodder. And one of the points I raised on social media, when I started talking about this movie, this has become the Michael Bay transformers franchise, wherein the dinosaurs, there are just so many different types of dinosaurs thrown into this. Now they're Decepticons from the transformers movies. You don't know what these dinosaurs are called. You can't distinguish most of them from one another. They just keep throwing more and more and more different types of dinosaurs into the movie. Why? There, like, there's, there's literally no point or purpose to it other than to say, "Oh, hey, we put this dinosaur in there." You don't know what it is unless you're a fucking paleontologist. We didn't get it in the last one or the one before. Now we're going to get it in this one. Yeah, got to throw it in there. See, but the movie seems to disrespect dinosaurs. Like Colin Trevorrow has very seems to have very, very little interest in dinosaurs because. Okay, so this movie takes place four years after. Let's just get into it. The movie takes place four years after Fallen Kingdom in a world in which dinosaurs roam freely among humans. So the fact that we now, the status quo has been um, completely changed by the end of Fallen Kingdom, and it left a lot of thrilling possibilities. None uh, of which are explored. To be, to at be all. explored. The movie <laughs> oh, opens shit. with an exposition dump 
That is so unbelievably shameless. It has no respect for the audience. It's right unbearable. Away, unbearable. Right, right away, I was like, we're in trouble. Because if this is the way you're opening your movie, not with an exciting you know, action sequence or a scene in which dinosaurs and humans interact in any meaningful way, they're showing like news clips or like cell phone footage of you know, dinosaurs chasing children and like show that like, or like, you know, uh, pteranodons nesting on top of, you know, a New York skyscraper, show us that. But the movie just doesn't, it doesn't explore any of those opportunities. And there are so many times where the characters are just standing around out in the open with not a dinosaur in sight. And I'm like, I was just waiting for a flying dinosaur, for example, to just swoop in and grab one of them or, you know, a raptor to come out of nowhere and just jump on them and attack. Um, this, this world, this Jurassic world is not a Jurassic world. <laughs> it's yeah, not, it's not. They're just standing there without any fear of a dinosaur attacking. This should have been a survival film. Um, my partner referenced, like, if you had taken the same approach as, like, A Quiet Place, where it's like the characters are in danger every single second of the movie because, you know, dinosaurs are running rampant, um, that would have given the movie a sense of danger. It would have given the movie a sense of excitement. There's none of that Suspense. Tension. Everything we'd want in a Jurassic movie, none of which actually is employed into this movie. Perfectly said, Loisos, what I was thinking in my head, even though the movie fucking sucks balls, I am legend. Imagine that movie with dinosaurs. Nick, I know you love the show. It's one of your favorites of all time, The Walking Dead. Imagine that with dinosaurs. That's what it should be. You shouldn't make your star attraction an afterthought. And you should also not write a plot in which dinosaurs can be removed from the proceedings entirely and the plot wouldn't change at all. Because here's the thing. You have this evil corporation, another one, Biosyn, which is apparently taken from the original... evil corporation. (laughs) Yes, taken from the original Jurassic Park novel. Um, So it's not InGen this time, it's Biosyn. But it's, for all intents and purposes, the same organization with the exact same goals. But anyway... Um, they kidnap Maisie, who has been adopted by Owen Grady, Chris Pratt, and Claire Deering, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, so she's been kidnapped along with Beta, who is the dinosaur offspring of Blue, which is the raptor that um, Owen has. Which a I almost got with. a tattoo of Blue, by the way. Blue is a, a delightful creation um but blue now has a child blue is barely in the movie by the way they they uh they prominently featured blue and beta in the marketing but uh they're almost they're bookends. nowhere to be seen in the movie bookends. yeah book bookends exactly um so anyway um the B- beta could just not have been kidnapped you could have written blue and beta out of it entirely they could have just kidnapped Maisie, and the plot would transpire exactly the same way as it does in the movie. The dinosaurs are ancillary to the actual plot. That's fucked up. And what's especially fucked up is when they reveal what the plot is actually about. Locusts, locusts, (laughs) locusts, locusts. Giant insects. This should have been called Insect World. 
You make a really great there point, though, Loisos, to kind of jump off of that. Like, you could remove the dinosaurs from the plot of this film entirely, and the entire plot of the film would not change because this movie is about a pharmaceutical company genetically engineering, like, giant locusts to kill other crop yields except for crop fields sown with their own seeds, which from even from even the most like paper thin of, of logic standpoints doesn't really make sense because you'd be able to punch a thousand holes in the fact that, look, these other fields with the biosyn seed are fine, but th- these other fields with it, like, but again, this is a Jurassic, this is a Jurassic Park movie. What, what do the dinosaurs have to do with it? They don't have anything to do with it. So instead, what they decide to do is that the dinosaurs are just used every five minutes. You need to have some action scene of someone running away from or hiding from or being chased by or or whatever a dinosaur cause. Well, they, they were so creatively bankrupt that they thought, okay, well, we need to have an evil corporation that, uh, it has some kind of scientific hubris where they're fucking around with nature where they, you know, they, they shouldn't be fucking around with nature, but we can't do dinosaurs again because we've just done that in the last two movies. So we need to devise another, you know, excuse for there to be an evil organization that has scientific hubris. Let's, let's uh, orchestrate this plot. They have a scene in which the locusts attack, which is actually a pretty terrifying scene. I will say that that scene, it, it just rattled all of my cages, made me extremely uncomfortable. I don't like bugs. And, and those there were two children child in actors, danger, so he was, of course, thrilled. Well, my, uh, I was feeling a little tingly <laughs> because much. of that, it would have because helped. I love children in danger. But. It would have helped had the kids looked like they weren't looking at nothing terrible performances they were not at all in danger at all i was just about to say bring bring out the oscars for both of those kids because they seemed genuinely terrified they were screaming they were crying i was like i believe it i believe that they're scared no no, no, you're you're not gonna go anywhere in hollywood just letting you know right now this is your one and done we're not gonna go anywhere in hollywood because they were gonna they were attached to this movie (laughs) (laughs) see here's the thing though like the locusts are an excuse for Ellie Sattler to be uh, introduced into the plot. And it's great to see Laura Dern. Uh, it's great to see her con- reconnect with Dr. Alan Grant, even though it's weird because it's established in Jurassic Park 3 that they're friends. But it, the way that it's framed in the movie, it seems as if they haven't s- spoken to each other since the original because they helpfully uh, say each other's names to each other. Out when loud. Yeah, their full like, name. Just in case we Dr. don't know who Ellie they are Sattler. in the sixth like, film in a franchise. Dr. Alan Grant. It's like, dude, it's like, I, used, we know. I used to fuck you. Like, seriously, if I see a girl that I used to fuck 15 years ago, I don't walk up to her and say her entire name. <laughs> her full first and last name yeah. and occupation. That's the thing, too, is that later on in the film, there's about 15 different characters, and they all have to say, hey, I know you, or they have to be introduced to each other. It's like... It's this bizarre thing that the movie feels like it has to do to justify having 15 characters in a room well, see, And this is one of the real problems that this film starts to run into, too, because you take, okay, you take a character like Maisie, okay, who is 14 years old in this movie, but when she, uh, coincidentally, which is entirely what this entire script is, it's just a series of, a, a series of happenstance and coincidences uh, that happen to get them all in into the right place. Like, think about when they meet 
Kayla Watts, Duwanda Wise's character, who she gives a fantastic performance, but she's just she randomly great. standing there and and sees this. That's her. That's the introduction to her character. We see this character that we've never seen before, who's standing there watching this this girl get kidnapped but later like she like Maisie runs into grant and sadler in this bio sin whatever the fuck it's called bio sit whatever the fuck i can't even remember the name of the company bio shit bro bio shit bio shit. runs into runs into yeah, them and then is like hey i know who you are how does this 14 year old girl know who this random paleontologist and paleobotanist are like aside from well, them being famous from the original Jurassic Park movie, probably maybe like okay, not the, the events, not maybe the movie, but even still, like how does this fourteen-year-old girl know that? It, it's all incredibly contrived, and I it's also so fucking mean, contrived. It's ridiculous how like no no real buildup, no real exploration, no real depth of character. There are so many characters in this movie, both the returning cast from the original three, and of course, you know, you've got the continuing story of of Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's characters, you can't really get any meat to chew on with any of these characters. So it's all so surface level and they get the most paper thin of plot threads. Like Grant has still has a thing for, for Sadler uh, apparently. Okay. And I, I just, I just, I like, it's not even that I'm angry. Like I've transcended fucking anger about this movie. Like I'm just, I'm exhausted I'm by it. I'm, I'm very exhausted tired. by this movie insisting itself upon me. I'm so fucking frustrated that this movie and why the fuck does this movie have to have callbacks to a thousand different fucking things for no fucking reason? Why is the guy got to be named Dotson? Why? It's because it's Dotson from the original. Why is listen? It's the same Dotson, character. Dotson. We got Dotson here. See, nobody cares. And neither <laughs> did the audience because there was no exploration or build up to that. That that's him. Until fucking Ian Malcolm says it as he's getting fired. I didn't know it was him. Did they say his name, his full name before that? Like, I don't is it even that. is it even meant to be like the exact same character or just like is it yes. just no, meant it to be an yeah. homage? But in the original, I don't recall they don't ever give us his full name in the original. No, they just, it's, it's just it's just, it's just literally Dotson. the last name. I mean, granted, I don't have the book in front of me. I don't know if there's something different there. It's not the same actor. Because the same the the actor is different here. The original actor is Cameron Thor in the original movie, and it's a throw. He's a child rapist. That's why he's not. (laughs) Well, not only that, I didn't know that. By the way, but number two, the character in that movie is meant to be an errand boy. He is a throwaway character in the original. He is not the guy running the company. He is dude. Seriously, would the guy running the company go there to meet Dennis Nedry on the island to give him the Barbasol can? No, it's an errand boy. That's who that is. So you're telling me that like less than 30 years removed, that guy is like a fucking billionaire fucking. He's the CEO of a biogenetic corporation. Dude, come on. Like, you're stretching it. Like, And there was no reason to have him be the I don't same think, guy. I honestly don't think it could have been the same character, even if they wanted it to be. Because if it's meant to be the same character, then you throw in a flashback of him with Nedry in that first film or some something something no it's the same character because he has the shape the shaving cream with the embryos no in no it no end. see now now you just fucking did it now you now you did it. i knew it here we go shut up shut no! up no wrong now shut the fuck up and let me do my shut job stop you wait you baby shut up this fucking shut shaving cream cam is the worst fucking 
like red herring plot device in like literally any fucking movie franchise ever. And I told Justin this and he knew this is what I was going to fucking hit the rants button about because every single fucking Jurassic Park movie, there's a, there's a, a, a piece of people. There's a, a select number of people online who are like, but what Where's about the, the shaving can? cream can? Where's the shaving the cream can? Like it, like it's supposed Not to be point. like this massively Missing huge the point. fucking plot point about the, 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 this shaving cream can that like, Oh, it's going to be found in like, I guarantee you, I fucking swear to you, there are people out there right now who watch this movie and they saw that fucking shaving cream can and they're like, oh man, he found the shaving cream can and rescued those embryos and he built the whole thing. I guarantee you there's fucking people that think it. It's stupid. It had no business being in this fucking movie and it made me so fucking mad to see it. I it, Like instantaneously, I could have shat myself in that fucking theater. I was so I, in fucking sense. I mean, every time the fucking Justin argument comes Justin talks up, about no product placement in this movie I and was wrong. Barbasol well, probably Barbasol got Barbasol yeah. put out their dress Jurassic World Dominion cans this year. I bought one. I know you did. I like, one. Legitimately, <laughs> like, I was so absolutely fucking angry because every single Jurassic Park sequel that has come up since then, somebody brings it up and I get pissed off. I'm like, it, it's 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 innocuous. It's meaningless. It it's, doesn't matter. It's not, but it's, this was. It's not an accident. This was like it, it's very purposeful. Yeah, this was it, it. And I and I meant this very specifically. In Rise of Skywalker, there's a scene at the end of the movie where Chewbacca gets a medal because people online have complained for years. Oh, why doesn't Chewie get a medal in A New Hope? So J.J. Abrams specifically wrote a fucking scene to give Chewie a medal. That's this movie's fucking Rise of Skywalker scene where they're like, we got to bring back the Barbasol can because people care about what happened to this fucking shaving. Fuck you. Fuck this fucking shaving cream can. And number one, God, listen, we man. saw we saw the can mud covering right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the science behind how long those embryos would stay 72 hours. alive. So it's not like you could use them. There was an interesting quote, and Loisos, you're probably the only other person that knows this because you've watched the special features on the box set. But Spielberg, when he did like the full documentary series, when they remastered all the Jurassic Park movies, he specifically mentions that can's out there. Who knows what could happen with it? That's all he said about it. But they never explore that after the fact because it wouldn't make any sense scientifically. Yeah, makes so, it make well, even more so sense. Been been me that How did they even find it? it? Yeah, we're, we're yeah. You exactly. find you found us. You found a single fucking shaving cream can on a giant fucking island. Well, and also it just again thematically, like the point is that it's not discovered. The point is that you know all of this. Uh, all of this death and all of this uh, needless like chaos and that shaving cream can, which, you know, Nedry risked his life and thought he was going to be home free and, and uh, cash in on that shaving cream can. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the whole point of that scene. And, um, you know, it, it, again, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't a plot hole that none of the sequels touched it because at least they understood <laughs> that it was that it was purposefully and done that's that the way. thing that so, infuriates me is that is that literally like i said this is this is exactly what happened in rise of skywalker and that scene infuriated me too because it's people people online complaining like what about this shaving cream can like how did they even find this shaving cream can and then then okay fine somebody happens to find this random shaving cream can how does he even get to this guy? How does somebody find it? And they're like, oh, man, this must be what Nedry tried to smuggle the embryos out of here with. Like, yeah, it makes are no you sense. fucking serious? Like, it's the most stupid. It's a- it, 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 
I, I legitimately, I wanted to scream in the theater, but I'm a respectful moviegoer and I wouldn't do that. But I legitimately wanted to stand up in my, in my seat and just scream as loud as I could. I was so angry when I saw it. It's interesting that you bring up the, the Star Wars sequel trilogy or the Rise of Skywalker. I can't take credit for this. I saw this on Twitter, but someone drew uh, a comparison between the Jurassic World trilogy and the Star Wars sequel trilogy. It makes complete sense. The, the first Jurassic World, much like The Force Awakens, is a very safe, crowd-pleasing, um, you know, nostalgia trip yep. through the original movie that everyone loves. The second one uh, is divisive. It takes a lot of big swings. Um, it... It goes some uh, interesting thematic routes. Um, And the third film is cowardly and wrongheaded and uh, is so desperate to try to please everybody that it pleases nobody. And um, that's that's this sequel trilogy. Um, Yeah, whoever whoever posted that on Twitter was bang on and said it way more eloquently than I just now. But. I'm pretty sure it was me. It was Justin. Um, Justin. I'll take credit for it. I don't give a fuck. I have no integrity at all. (laughs) But I have no idea like what the creative thrust of this movie was. Um, My screening was preceded by a QA and a with Colin Trevorrow, the screenwriter, I believe her name is Emily Carmichael, who I I should say, the screenplay was co-written by this woman who who wrote the screenplay for another god-awful sequel, Pacific Rim Uprising. That alone sent a chill down my spine. I'm about to throw up my drink right now, just thinking about that movie. One of the questions that the panel was asked by the very nervous moderator was, what is your favorite moment in the Jurassic franchise? And this Emily Carmichael woman, who seemed like a total space cadet, I'm sorry, I'm sure she's a nice woman. Don't Um, say you're sure she's nice. She might be a fucking bitch, man. I, I wish her the best of luck in Hollywood, but she should never write a screenplay again. Her answer to that question was the scene where Claire and Watts meet in the bathroom. And so I thought to myself, well, I'm going to look out for this scene. It's probably an exciting scene or a funny scene or it has a lot of heart to it. But no, um, it's just them talking and meeting in a bathroom. And the dialogue in this movie is so uninteresting. It's almost like they took a draft that they were going to punch up later and then just never did and just shot Somebody that draft. Somebody forgot. Somebody just That'll be straight fine. up forgot. That'll be fine. Don't worry about but I'm like, it. But I'm like, that's your favorite moment in the entire franchise? That signals to me that you don't give a fuck about or Jurassic the, Park or, they, or you don't understand never watched it. any of the other movies because seriously, if anyone says anything else other than the ending of Jurassic Park or the, the T-Rex introduction, they're wrong. I'm serious, dude. I, how how could you I not- would have even accepted I would have even accepted like the Spino and T Rex fight uh, in Jurassic okay. Park three uh, or or something. Anything. Well, I'd say the boat scene. Um, no one liked that scene the Bronte- from part three. The, the, no one the said Brontosaurus the, no one in said, the first movie or no something. No one said Alan Grant dreaming about the Raptor on the plane in, in Jurassic Park three. Alan. Alan. <laughs> Listen. It's like gonna- this whole movie is like a two and a half hour just that scene by itself. Dude, this movie made me appreciate Jurassic Park 3 a hell of a lot more. And I'm dead being dead fucking serious with you right now. Like, I I like that movie. It's a lean, mean, 90-minute B-movie monster romp. And what I think this movie needed is either... Well, the movie needed to be rewritten. But I also feel like it's entirely overstuffed with shit. 
like make a 90 minute Jurassic Park Dominion part one that leads up to the finale of Jurassic World Dominion part two. Instead, they try to shove all this stuff in the movie that really doesn't amount to much at all. I mean, it's they say this is an epic conclusion. Yeah. But what's epic about it, really? Um, the thing that made me the most mad about this movie, among many things that made me mad, is that the the movie ends exactly the same way as it begins. No status quo is changed. Um, th- there's no... Uh, what I envision for this series is like an apocalypse scenario. Like dinosaurs overtake the earth and humans just have to learn to survive. But instead at the end, they're like humans and dinosaurs can coexist, which is the antithesis of what has been set up in the Jurassic Park franchise to date. Like the entire first, you know, three quarters of this movie or 90% of this movie was humans and dinosaurs cannot coexist because, you know, shit happens and the movie is just like oh things can continue on exactly the way that they have been and what a weird way to conclude your franchise it's cowardly we never and we never ever get to see the opportunity to see how other human beings are interacting with dinosaurs well we do the we movie, do though we do but it's so fleeting justin it's so fleeting that you're you talking about, about the italy it? sequence or the scene there there are flashes there are brief flashes like there's a dinosaur black market that's an interesting idea these are these are the things or like or like the ranch like the triceratops ranch where they're like it's it's an illegal like illegal breeding farm for like like dinosaurs and stuff like that like like that's your movie that's your that's your fucking movie what the fuck is all this bullshit with the locusts and the the bio shit company and 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 all this stuff why is that another movie Another Jurassic Park. They literally create a whole other dinosaur research facility that acts as a dinosaur That's park. That's what I'm saying. This movie is called Jurassic World Dominion. I was promised. And dude, what the fuck happened with that entire amazing scene that was released on the internet of the T-Rex showing up at a drive-in movie theater? That was amazing. That's what I wanted to see in this movie was scenes like that of normal people like doing what they fucking normally do, getting groceries and a fucking velociraptor comes through the cereal and fucking bites their head off. Yeah, I want to see that taken, shit. That would have taken a brave screenwriter and a brave filmmaker to make a movie about dinosaurs and man trying to coexist literally the whole movie could have been about dinosaurs and man trying to coexist how we're struggling with it like like and and how dinosaurs are struggling with it take it back to the first film like treating these creatures with reverence instead like i said they're decepticons in a michael bay transformers movie they just keep throwing endless species of dinosaurs at us like you have that one winged raptor thing when when okay the plane crash lands on top of a reservoir for a dam chris pratt falls into icy water and is fine is perfectly fine jumps out like nothing immediately jumps out like nothing has happened no he wouldn't have gone into shock like they didn't even have a scene of him like afterward being like oh burr i'm cold like there's literally okay so (laughs) the the movie cuts between dewanda wise who is doing her job and making her body language look like she's cold. You know, she's shivering a little bit. And then it cuts to Chris Pratt, who is sleepwalking through this yep. movie. I mean, if he was a non-character in the Dude, other we, movies, he's even less of a character in this We need to address this right one. now. Dude, I, I think he's done. His, his days... Of an attempt of he's trying. not done though because he's voicing Mario, he's voicing Garfield, he's, he's voicing like the everything. But, but but what I'm saying is he didn't 
carry this movie in the way that I mean, I know Nick loves Guardians of the Galaxy, but remember <laughs> that first movie? He carried that movie. He was funny. He had fucking bravado. He was just very entertaining to watch. I mean, he even has gravitas like into like Infinity War and stuff like that. So yeah, for sure. I, I'm sure you know we'll see what we'll see what Gunn has in store for him in 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 Guardians of the Galaxy three, but. I mean, like this movie, I you can get a sense from the cast, like their performances in this movie. Like some of them definitely kind of saw this material for what it was and were like, they knew. this this is I'm just going to collect this paycheck because it's a huge summer blockbuster. I'm going to get paid handsomely for this and I'm just going to I'm just going to have fun and walk away. And, and, and I got to say, big credit to Bryce Dallas Howard, because for me, at least I felt like she was the one giving the most. She gave, a, she gave a great performance. She she yeah. was like her character. The only actually one, yeah. showed some like really, really decent emotion. Like I, I love Laura Dern. I will never say a bad word about her, but she was just enjoying herself and hamming it up for for what she had to work with. Hey, James, do you want to watch a movie? Okay, Emily, uh, what should we watch? Maybe we should watch something to help us prepare for our next episode of the Classy Little Podcast. Well, what what's in theaters? Oh, I actually know the answer to this because I listened to the Epic Film Guys podcast. Oh, I love those guys. The Epic Previews, What You Drinking segment, Nick Justin. Justin's Lisp, Nick's Rants. No, let's skip the movie and just binge listen to their show. Oh, good idea. I'll get the popcorn and beer. Nice. Do you know if they ever reviewed my favorite movie ever made? Uh, Kazam, oh, starring Shaquille O'Neal. It's masterful and subtle performance as a genie who raps and finds the joy in life. In the gritty 90s world of New York, I mean, if you really analyze the film, which very few people do, you'll see that there's... Hi, I'm Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast, and I'd like to talk to you about Christ. No, I'd like to talk to you about the Epic Film Guys podcast, the podcast you're listening to right now. Nick and Justin are my number one go-to for movie reviews and entertainment news, and it's a fun podcast every week. From the top of the show with the beer and the mouthfeel, all the way to the lisp spiel. It's just one of those shows that I've really gravitated towards, and it's constantly in my roster of shows to listen to every week. So I urge you, as you already are listening to it, to continue listening to it, but not just to do that. Why stop there? Run out and tell some friends. Tell strangers for F's sakes. Get some more people on board this show, because I happen to believe that it's one of the best shows out there on iTunes today. So, thank you for listening. I've been Adam. Get back to the show. There was one scene that I have to mention because I almost I almost got emotional over it. And it was a throwback, and you know how I get my nostalgia boner. It's the you? only moment. It's the you. only but seriously, dude. <laughs> seriously. Our listeners are going to be shocked that I didn't love this movie because a lot of the references should have immediately made me like, Oh, this is the most the callbacky box. Jurassic movie of them all. But when she sees the baby Triceratops, which mind you is a beautiful animatronic puppet. Yeah. And it looked gorgeous and she interacts with it and the music was swelling up. I felt connected to it. And then instantly after they walked away from it and she said, you never get used to it. And then we're seeing them fucking walk into this facility or whatever they're doing. I was like, Oh, you just ruined that moment. You know what I mean? It's a throwback to the original when she sees the Triceratops sitting there sick and then she st- stands there nursing it and they go through the poop and all that nonsense. You all know you all saw the original. That was the only time where I got connected to that and felt like maybe 
maybe they could pull me in, but it, they didn't. It's just didn't so do, goddamn they didn't frustrating. Succeed. Like Loy Sauce said, you know, it's it's so frustrating that locusts and this evil corporation trying to trying to destroy the world's farm crops is the plot that they went to for this movie. When you have this plot of dinosaurs living with man you know and instead the dinosaurs are treated as window dressing they're like how many different species can we throw in here like yeah there's entertaining action sequences like the bike chase through uh whatever city it was malta, malta yeah the, the bike yeah. chase with the, whatever the like the, those specifically bred they're not indoraptors they're something else or whatever with the laser especially bred raptors especially yeah. bred raptors or whatever but here's the problem with all the dinosaurs Trained. in this movie that's that's the only time you see most dinosaurs they're in it for their action set piece and then that's it like literally the only dinosaurs i mean aside from blue and beta which you know bookend the film the only one that they actually reference several times is the gigantopithecosaurus or whatever the fuck it is they reference it like four times and you which know they, but they do they never build that fucking thing up the only Remember time they, they the only reason the they do it justin the, the only fucking reason they do it is because they want to build this thing up in and and you're right they don't do it on screen but they're only mentioning it several times because they want to bring this dinosaur back in the finale in a throwaway to bring back our old girl rexy who you know is going to end up stomping the floor with this fucking thing like eventually because they gotta but why why is rexy like locked away to a to a single like sequence at the end at the end of the movie that's the problem like there's so many different dinosaurs just thrown into this movie they get a quick action set piece and then boom you never hear from them you never see them again (laughs) most of them you don't even know what the fuck they're called or anything like that Uh, dude there's so many references to the original that made me cringe one of them was regarding the t-rex when they're in the chopper and he's like yeah we just got the tyrannosaur and then alan grant's like you have the t-rex we have the T-Rex. Yeah, but it's then, literally but do they I'm do like, nothing with it? We know what T-Rex it is because they've had that same fucking T-Rex. It's we Rexy. all call we, we all call her Rexy. It's, it's tattooed on my fucking body. I got her on me. She's been in every other movie. You can know which dinosaur it is because of the raptor scars on her neck. But dude, for me, give her some time out. You know, like I love the T-Rex, but you know, we got these new dinosaurs. One of the things I got to say, and I know we're shitting on this movie, I liked that they brought back the Dilophosaurus. I really did appreciate that because, you know, fans complained for years. Why didn't you bring it back? It's so memorable. The Dennis Nedry death from the original, which in my opinion is probably the most scary scene in the movie. I feel like one of the scariest scenes. The scariness of the Dilophosaurus, though, is instantly dissipated by Chris Pratt literally choking it with his bare hand. hand. Grab it, grabbing it, he, grabbing it around the neck. He's choking what is very clearly a puppet. <laughs> like, very, very oh, clearly well, a puppet. Um, I would rather see a puppet. And there, I, I will say this. With that, but at least, think- at least make it move or something. Like, it, it, the, the problem is, is the transition between those shots, it looked so fake. And I'm going to completely disagree because this was just another thing that was just definitely, they, they literally wanted to grab every fan service card that they possibly could. And throw it in this it's calculated, movie. It's calculated, but it works on me um, to have more practical shots of the dinosaurs. Because you could tell that they were actual puppets, that they were actual animatronics. And that was, it, that was I liked that. Uh, a, nice, a nice return if you to had the kind one of special scene, effects that I liked. If you had like. one scene with them, I would agree. But then, they, yeah, the, the, the whole Chris Pratt like choking the damn thing out scene was a fridge too far for me. Oh, well, yeah, no, that was stupid. But I'm talking about overall, I loved how they tried to integrate more 
practical effects in this movie. Like you could definitely that I can yeah. get on board with. You know why? Because the first Jurassic Park taught me what a Dilophosaurus was. Um, most of the rest of the dinosaurs in this movie, like what the fuck was that giant bird thing with the giant claws? Um, it's a Therizonosaurus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. No, that's the one with the long. That's the one with the long claws. The flying dinosaur that attacks the plane is the. Um, Quetzalcoatlus. Yeah, but uh, but again, these are things that are never mentioned in the goddamn movie. This is all like written no, on. But the original movie didn't some marketing thing or something like that. No, but the, see, here's the thing: is the original movie kept it small. You know, again, these dinosaurs are just window dressing. It's just like, okay, we're getting into a new scene. We got to have a new dinosaur in here, and it's all it's all probably meant well, to gets... punch up toy sales, and it's all probably meant to punch up merchandise sales because they got to milk this thing for absolutely every fucking thing it's worth. This this cow, this udder is so fucking dry, but they keep squeezing it and squeezing it to get every last speck, every drop of, of anything out of this that they possibly can. It's so fucking soulless and lifeless, and it just made me it. it it made me so angry and frustrated the longer I sat there to look at it. See, I would have been more than okay with seeing new dinosaurs, even if I know that they're making toys out of them and stuff. I, I don't necessarily mind because there's lots of history and creatures to explore on screen. My problem is that the movie has potential for awe, potential for terror, but it undercuts itself every single yep. time. Every opportunity, um, for sure. The scene with that Quetzalcoatlus, and this is just an example, but when they're flying the plane, they all of a sudden, they see a shadow of a flying creature, and you hear it kind of squawking in the background, and it's, it's you know, it's suspenseful, because you're like, okay, what's after them? And then it cuts to an exterior shot of the plane of the dinosaur just flying around and and coming up onto the plane, and then it attacks. I think what would have been way more suspenseful is you see the shadow, you hear it in the distance, and then all of a sudden it just rips into the plane or it, it digs its claws and into the plane. That's why, like it does, that's why you're not Colin Trevorrow. You actually <laughs> know how to make a movie. I could have directed a better action scene than Universal. Colin Trevorrow in this case. Listen to this episode. You need to hire Loy Sauce, the god of podcasting, and his crusty socks to direct the next Jurassic movie. Please, God. I promise it'll be better. I've seen other people, you know, ape the 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 Ian Malcolm quote from the first Jurassic Park. And, you know, it just very simply to to put it here, like the 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 filmmakers, the screenwriters, everything. They were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. They didn't stop to think about whether or not they should. You know, <laughs> well it, it's, yes. this movie is lazy. It doesn't take the time. There is a perfect, great movie here that's set up by Fallen Kingdom of man and dinosaurs thrust into the world together, having to live together. And you're exactly right, Loy Sauce. This movie, like it squanders all of that away in 10 minutes. You get a little, little tiny nuggets of it here and there in the movie. But then they immediately whisk them off to another futuristic amusement park where um, you know, dinosaurs are brought to life through advanced cloning techniques. I'm calling it Billy and the Clonosaurus. Um, it's just, it's lazy. It's lazy, 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 lazy fucking filmmaking. And they just wanted a paycheck here. That's all they wanted. They wanted a paycheck here. They wanted to call back. They put the Barbasol can in there so people can be like, oh, the Barbasol can is back. It's 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 lazy. It's lazy, shitty, terrible fucking garbage. I don't blame the cast. I don't blame the cast for coming in to collect a paycheck. They got to fucking eat. But, you know, like, it's just do like where where on earth is the effort? 
Where's the reverence watching this film after watching the original? There's such a reverence for these creatures. There is such a what's the word here? What's the word for these creatures? Appreciation, love, appreciation, love. I mean, like there's a mystique uh, awe about dinosaurs that is completely like bring do we that live in, back like bring are that we back so because desensitized that's what I'm, <sighs> while you have all, while you have these characters in these movies you had a chance here to go back to what made the original movie work so well because you have characters we as an audience are familiar with dinosaurs in movies by this point and the people that work for like the Jurassic Park and all that stuff they're from but you know who's not the public at large in these movies we had a chance to see how the public at large reacts and adapts to having to live with dinosaurs in their world. And we didn't get that. We got so, so little of what this movie should have been. And instead we got a movie about fucking locusts and a whole bunch of really shoehorned <laughs> shitty nostalgia and terrible fucking performances. Listen, if I get asked for another quote, I'm going to take that. Do it. Seriously. Please do a it. A movie about fucking locusts. It's it's exactly what the fuck it is. So I mean, I don't know if you guys want to and get to know, ratings or not now, or if you want to, if you guys want to wander around the bend here with, with with some other thoughts on this thing. But fuck me, like it's just gonna get worse the more I talk about it. I'm just gonna get angrier the more I talk about it. I'm getting angrier now. Can we talk about the most pathetic character in the entire franchise, Doctor Henry Wu? Why is he here again? Here, that's what I was wondering because this is a character. Also, that terrible who, sweater. <laughs> Terrible sweat. Well, and the he looked like a hobo. Like his hair was all grown Dude, out. He must have been hanging out with so, a hopester or some shit. He stole that it. shit from him at the fucking local fucking bar or some shit. But here's a character who's been a total stooge for whatever evil corporation he happens to work for. For the last f- films, it was InGen. Here he's working for Biosyn. He's created multiple ecological disasters on epic on an epic scale. Um, and his character has no repercussions for any of this. He walks away totally scot-free. And in fact, he uh, solves the locust problem that he created himself. The, the locust problem is solved by a pathogen that he created from Maisie's DNA. And we learn throughout the film that um, Maisie is not a clone. She's actually, uh, her mother used her own DNA to make a daughter that she it was like a virgin birth which uh i guess ties into the asexual reproduction of the dinosaurs in one of the other films so that's really convoluted that, sounds that we learned that she's not actually a clone. but also complicated is it possible the writer actually thought about that before they put it onto the page probably not because then it's also revealed the movie has a really weird um, positive view on eugenics, which I found really <laughs> troubling. Um, because it's revealed that, okay, so the mother had some kind of life-threatening uh, genetic disease yep. that when she essentially created Maisie, she altered the gene so that her terminal illness would um, not be present in Maisie. And later on, they're, they're talking about how now Maisie can live a full life because she doesn't have a genetic disease and how her mother fixed her. And I'm like, this is really fucked up. So people with genetic diseases aren't are living full lives and they need to be fixed. Like, I found that to be really troubling. And it's just brushed aside along with everything else that's introduced in this movie. And I, I, I just... The, the screenplay was not thought through. 
I mentioned before that there's like 25 characters running to the chopper at the end of the movie in the midst of this huge dinosaur fight. None of them end up with a single scratch. None of them are eaten. There's maybe two or three moments where someone gets chomped on by a dinosaur in this movie. Not And I got to talk about the best one in my final thoughts, which I jumped out of my fucking chair and jumped for joy. And it was the only moment in the movie where I actually felt any kind of serious excitement. You would expect at least one of these characters, even if it's a, quote, beloved character, like Chris Pratt, again, a non-entity in this movie. He's just there to look cool, uh, drive a motorcycle like he's in a Mission Impossible movie. A born um, movie, actually. Thank you very much. Endless, endless, endless. Uh, it became a running joke, honestly. That kind of slightly crouched arm outstretched towards the dinosaur <laughs> Dude, the motion thing, that he does. Funniest thing <laughs> is, so Re- Rebecca went to see the first movie and Dominion with me. Rebecca hasn't seen any of the Jurassic Park or world films outside of the original. And we come out of the theater, and literally that's the only thing she's been making fun of the whole time is the outstretched hand. Like, the like, like that instantly protects you from an, yeah. a, a fucking dinosaur. It's plot armor. It's, it's completely um, – it, it becomes funnier every single time he does it. And then other characters start to do it too. And I was just waiting for a dinosaur to just completely ignore the outstretched arm or at least rip, rip it off. Rip that shit off. It, it, like you get it from the context of like him in blue from the original Jurassic World. If you want to buy that – fine but then yeah they're it's him and other characters doing it to other random dinosaurs like the whole point of him in blue is like he's like imprinted on blue like he's the alpha of the raptor pack like in blue's eyes and like his kind of earned blue's respect so to speak if you go by like jurassic world logic or whatever but yeah you're right it's kind of transcended into just like this catch-all like if you outstretch your hand it just stops any dinosaur (laughs) because they do they slow down Dude, you tell me any re- tell it's me the, the two raptors in the original the Jurassic whole, Park what the whole fucking thing was ever, supposed to mean. <laughs> they would have never stopped. They'd see you and when they see you, they're we we were told about how they hunt in the original. You're telling me if you put your hand out that these hunter raptors are going to stop or slow down? No. You'll be dead in 2 fucking seconds. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you card out all of these returning characters for thankless cameo roles. You have Omar Sy, who was in the original Jurassic World. You have Justice Smith and Daniela P- uh, Pineda, who were in Thank Fallen God Kingdom. Thank God Justice Smith wasn't scene. in any more of this movie because he was terrible I didn't, in even, Fallen I didn't even remember any of them in any of the other movies. I was so Jurassic glad World he wasn't Fallen in Kingdom more so forgettable. I hated his character in Fallen Kingdom. So you have these uh, thankless roles for these people. Why even bother bringing them back in the first place? It's just to make the movie more bloated. Their the legacy characters. Sauce. It said you get two le- movies. I guess, and then the legacy characters don't fare much better. They're pretty much wasted. Um, Maisie's a MacGuffin. I just feel like this movie is overstuffed, wasted, exciting possibilities. Epic conclusion to the Jurassic era. This isn't an epic conclusion of anything because again, the status quo is unchanged the movie ends exactly the same way as it starts there's no majesty there's no wit there's very little suspense even the callbacks which are overused they don't they're not even used properly like the jurassic park theme tinkles in at a couple moments that don't that it doesn't score was terrible too the score score was terrible it wasted an opportunity when the end credits came on, we should have been leaving the theater with that Jurassic Park music. Was nowhere to be found. Um, do you know who, by the way, I don't mean to cut you G- off. Giacchino G- 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 did. 
he did the score for yeah, this? Yeah, which, which is an odd misfire, I thought, because, because I, I because, walked dude, out of the, the he, film not really liking the score either, but Giacchino dude, is his usually His score for a+. Jurassic World and the themes that he did, like the Indominus theme, yeah. dun, dun, like, there was so much stuff that he did, and he just did one of the best superhero scores of all time with the Batman. Like He he literally must have wrote this in five fucking minutes and was like, that's good enough. I'm doing the Batman right now, so I'll just write this in two fucking seconds. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I honestly don't know where his rogue one score happened. are you fucking kidding but yeah, me yeah he's i mean he's usually oh, you think about his pedigree like starting all the way back on tv with lost and then like everything that he's done in film since then it's crazy to to think yeah like the music in this was so forgettable and like even when they did hit those twangs of that jurassic park theme like you felt nothing well sometimes they would play it in the worst spots like why are you playing it right here yeah. like like this whole the whole thing movie. is just a baffling, <laughs> it's baffling like, misfire. They're it's in the so fucking lazy. helicopter flying off, and then like, well, we'll just play the theme here because this will be something that people will recognize, and this will make them feel better about the movie they just watched. And I instantly groaned and felt pain in my stomach. Like, and you know what, voice sauce, you mentioned something earlier about the epic conclusion. You also mentioned earlier that you took a big dump while you were at the movie and you left. The epic conclusion was that last fucking turd that came out of your asshole and dumped into the fucking toilet. And then you flushed that shit. That's the equivalent of the quality of this movie. That's the epic conclusion. It's Ian Malcolm. It's Ian Malcolm gazing at that gigantic pile of dinosaur droppings and saying. It was one big pile of shit. And you put that Jurassic World Dominion logo right on it. And there it is. Dude, they set themselves up. For so many fails, were they trying to be funny about it? Or were they just too stupid? Literally that line of dialogue, and I'm going to leave it here before we finish up, where someone says Jurassic World, and Ian Malcolm goes, not a fan. And neither were we go. of this movie. And he, tell me that they must have known they were making a piece of shit. Someone please tell me they <laughs> knew they were making a piece of shit. The actors knew, and Jeff Goldblum was carrying the entire movie on his back. I feel like a lot of his lines were improvised. Uh, I feel like they had to have been, because again, the script has no wit whatsoever. I mean, I think this is like the nadir of the legacy sequel. I feel like with Top Gun Maverick, again, I hate to bring it up again, but that is how you do a legacy sequel, right? How you make it feel like it has meaning and depth and a reason for being. And this movie is just, again, like... What I would have loved to have seen as a survival movie, or maybe end it, it would have been bleak. It probably would have scared off Universal a little bit, but like make it so that dinosaurs truly rule the earth and humans are struggling to survive. And that's the hubris. That would bring the entire point of Jurassic Park exactly. to its you natural don't fuck conclusion. With that shit. It went away for a reason if you bring it back. But no, we have to coexist with the dinosaurs who, you know. And we see and we see anyway, a little girl so, near a pond or some shit in DC like feeding a feeding a little baby raptor or something. Are you kidding me? So anyway, um if you want to if you want to uh really make a movie about humans and dinosaurs coexisting, where's my Dinotopia movie? Where's my Dino Riders movie? I want Dino where's Crisis motherfucker. Of Where's my reboot of Carnosaur? That's all I'm saying. Let Jurassic World dude, fossilize. Dude, some motherfucker. Oh my god, you just mentioned Carnosaur. Some motherfucker should get what a, I'm saying. a decent budget and do some great Carnosaur movies again because those movies were schlock, but they were fucking brutal as fuck. You know or what? At least, Never mind. I mean, you know Vinegar Syndrome, fuck 4K Ultra HD of Carnosaur. I want Taming the T Rex Part Two. That's what the fuck I want. 
<laughs> there it is. Get Denise Richards back. Let's Seriously. do it. Legacy sequel for Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> Ian Malcolm says in, in Jurassic World Dominion, this is bad. I sat in the theater in disbelief and said, boy, do I hate being right all the time. It didn't even connect to me. I was saying a line from Jurassic Park. And I swear you can't make that shit up, dude. That's this movie. And that's what we just talked about. We got to get right. We got to go around the table and get ratings. I can't, I can't believe this movie. It seems it seems wrong to even try to assign movie. numerical scores to this movie after we've all just lambasted the shit out of it. I I haven't rated a movie this low in a long time. I don't think I'm giving like Happy Time Murders maybe was the last time I gave a movie a two out of fucking ten. This movie is garbage through and through. There is no part of this that I found redeeming, entertaining, or enjoyable. Yeah, I giggled at a couple of of Jeff Goldblum's one-liners, but you know what? I could just watch the world according to Jeff Goldblum if I just want to listen to his witticisms for a little while, and I don't have to like have Colin Trevorrow publicly embarrassing himself by pretending he knows how to fucking write a script or direct a film this is terrible <laughs> terrible terrible on any and every conceivable level please for the love of god if you haven't seen this yet and you've made it all the way through this review because you wanted to see if the old efg classic would give you the stamp to go ahead save yourself please i beg you your brain cells will thank you they will saucy well, <laughs> there were animatronic puppets, so I'm going to give Jurassic World Dominion a 3 out of 10. Um, perhaps not since Alien Covenant has a franchise film has such a profound misunderstanding of its own <laughs> origins and its own franchise. At least Spielberg um, didn't direct this one, though. That, that one's even worse because Ridley Scott actually directed that shit. But his name is associated with executive producer. I mean, he had to have had some kind of name. In, I mean, quality in name control. Only. Where is in name Where only. is the quality control in this franchise? I this I, is still I, produced I, by I, Amblin Entertainment, which is still Spielberg's production company. So it 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 still has it. No matter what, if he even if he didn't look at a single daily even if he didn't like have a single amount of influence over it whatsoever he's still responsible for funneling money into this project to get it made well it's going to get money into his pocket but keep in mind we all know there are producers that don't have any creative say they never see the final product and i'll remind you he didn't even show up to the premiere of this fucking thing so that says something it should also tell you everything that when a gum wrapper is more entertaining than what's on the screen, <laughs> you've got problems. There's another quote. God damn I'm, it. You guys I'm are just more interested in the shit that Loisos took during this movie than this entire movie itself. <laughs> the epic inclusion. How big was that turd? That's the question. It was as big as, as, big as a, a turd, gigantosaurus. As, as big a turd as this movie. <laughs> it would have be- split your fucking asshole in half, like straight halfway up your back. <laughs> you know, just because... I love, you know, I, I'll just say it right now. Um, Colin Trevorrow, you disappointed me. I, I liked the movie you made before Jurassic World. I liked Jurassic World a lot. I still do. It's one of my favorite sequels of all the Jurassic Park movies. Do you want to know what the know. best movie Colin Trevorrow has ever made? It's his It's his pitched idea for the Rise of Skywalker that never was, or the Star Wars Episode Nine that never was, because it's way better than do the you movie guys we think- got. <laughs> That's something that needs to be talked about real quickly. Do you think that like that jaded him that like hurt him? He was supposed to direct the third movie and then he didn't. But it's funny now thinking back 
in retrospect that his ideas seem way more interesting than what we got. In the oh, his, his treatment is a thousand times better than Rise of Skywalker ever dreamed of being. Uh, I don't know whether or not it jaded him or not. I mean, Loisos was exactly correct when he when he re- referenced that Twitter comment that Jurassic World is legitimately it, it apes the original film and just tries to cash in on the nostalgia of that film while not really, really it's playing it really safe, not trying to do too much different. Uh, just enough to get people in the seats, same way The Force Awakens did, just to get them to, you know, the rub the nostalgia boner and get you to splooge everywhere and, and jump back in and cash back into the franchise. I don't think I honestly I'm so sick of this trend. Maybe <laughs> I, maybe, I just... maybe I'm the one that's getting jaded. Maybe I'm the one that I eventually realized last year with Halloween Kills that it takes more than nostalgia and throwbacks to really there's nothing wrong with nostalgia and throwbacks, though. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with 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 playing some familiar tunes, okay? But you gotta bring something a little bit original to the table. You gotta bring like interesting ideas to the table. You can't just throw this contrived pile of bullshit about locusts and fucking Chris Pratt holding his hand up at dinosaurs and all this stuff. At Speaking the of contrived, I just want to mention one more thing because I keep <laughs> thinking of stupid things. There's just more stuff to keep dredging up. Okay, uh, Kayla Watts, what was her motivation to help these people that she's never met in her entire life? There's literally a, a line where Owen asks her, like, why are you helping us? And she's like, don't, she, the line is literally like, stop asking me questions. I'll tell you why. Do you want me I'll to tell you why, you why, you why, why this plane? Because there was probably a different version of the script You'll see on her steering wheel on the plane a picture of her and her father, which is what it looks like. I feel like they were going to connect that and open up her character a lot more, and they never did. Because I noticed that picture that was on there. Yeah, she got she it, got it, absolutely it, nothing to do character-wise. Yeah. Everyone on Twitter is like, I loved her so much. She was, she was great. It, she brought, she's great in the movie. She brought a spunky it, it energy. Yeah. terribly that she was... But her character she, was meaningless. I mean, you know what, though? That's an example of someone bringing a great performance from a shitty script. So I'll be looking out for what she's going to do next, because I think she was a great energy into this movie, but I'm going to give my rating now. And just because I'm a contrarian and Lois House gave it a three, I'm giving it a four, four out of 10. <laughs> Two. I was waiting high. for him to drop the secret, like seven out of 10 and be like, you guys are fucking assholes. I really loved this movie the whole time. I ain't buying this shit. I ain't buying if there's a box set with it in it and it's like $30 on 4K Ultra HD, I'll probably buy it. But there were a couple scenes that I, I, I kind of liked. And, um, you know, I, I, maybe they ripped off fucking George Romero with the whole, you know, black market dinosaur fighting stuff. Like, listen, listen, like if you watch Land of the Dead, it's legit the same shit. But overall, man, it was painful. And you guys know how big of a Jurassic fan I am. I know Lois House U as well. Nick, you know, the original Jurassic's very special, near and dear to your heart. I'm done after this, you know? And what's funny to me is someone asked Colin Trevorrow, how would you reboot this franchise? And all he said was, good luck with that. Says it all. There it is. That's the review for Jurassic World, no colon, Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion. Oh. Not Jurassic World, Dominion. But I'll say it the same way, whether there's a colon there or not. Because I'm illiterate I'm saying that there should be a colon. Jurassic World, 
Dominion. I need to go. I need to go and do what Loisos did in the middle of this movie and drop this movie out of my colon, plunk it into the toilet like a big fat fucking stinker, and flush it away and forget about it. To forget about it ever fucking existing. Because I literally, uh, I, I, I will have no memory of it from here forward, except as some footnote in my movie-going history of really, really shitty and terrible movies that I have absolutely wasted my time and energy to see in the theater. Well, as we just told you earlier, Nick, go see the best blockbuster in years, Top Gun Maverick. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of EFG Classic. EFG Classic. Classic. We love you so, so much. We love that you listen to the show. We love that you support the show. And we hope you enjoyed. Let us know what you think of the movie. And if I know who you are, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to tell what you think of the movie. But we still appreciate it. It sounded vaguely threatening. <laughs> threatening? I didn't say I was going to do anything. Do you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Ezra Miller over here. We know who you I'm are. I'm not ruining. We know where to I'm find you. I'm not ruining the whole fucking movie because I'm kidnapping children and fucking drugging them and shit. Fuck Ezra Miller. Oh that my piece God. of shit, dude. Yeah. Seriously. He's going he's gonna to ruin the return of the greatest cinematic Batman of all time because he's a nutcase. Seriously, dude. For real. I'm done with it. Like, release the movie now. Just put it out now before he does anything worse. I'll just say that. By the way, Nick. I watched Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. What if I were to tell you that it was a marginal improvement over The Crimes of Grindelwald? What if I were to tell you that that was such a low bar (laughs) that you wouldn't have even tripped over it on your way into the bathroom to take a shit during Jurassic World Dominion? (laughs) I mean, I... You know what? I'll, I'll I'll probably catch it on HBO Max or, or something like that one of these days. I'm kind of just like that movie made me hand wash. But like I'm the same. I'm the same way with this franchise. You know, like and I've been the same way with I've been the same way with Star Wars. I've been the same way with a lot of stuff now where I've washed my hands of a lot of these things. Like it, I'm not going to continue wasting my money. I'm not going to continue wasting my time putting energy into this when you have these nakedly cynical shitty contrived boring lazy fucking blockbusters that are literally all you're trying to do is you're trying like like i've already come three times today and 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 you're spitting on your hand and you're trying to just pull one more load out of me and i just don't have it in me okay like i'm 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 just done with these franchises like they release another fucking drastic movie i'm not gonna go fucking watch it like i just so fucking bored and tired and like i don't have I don't have time for this shit. There's there's way more there's way more entertaining, engaging, and and, and better made content out there uh, between film and television. Like there is. It's called Haunted Ween. <laughs> <laughs> hang him, kill him, hang him, hit him. I mean that's that that that, that says it all right there. I mean I, I I'm not gonna waste my fucking time. Like I'm not gonna waste my fucking time. Make good fucking films. Stop just fucking cashing in on this shit and like that's what Trevorrow is he's the ultimate fucking cash grabber if you want a studio that's just gonna get out there and grab the cash just ring the ring that nostalgia sham wow one more time and squeeze out a few more fucking drops to to, to line the studio's coffers one more time that's what this was and 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 and, and, and I don't care I, I I'm done <laughs> I'm fucking done with it he's done Nick is done Sauce is done I'm done too. 
And so is this Turn episode. us over. For real. Yeah, turn us over like they did with the car at the end of the movie with Ian Malcolm in it to remind you that that <laughs> happened in the first Jurassic Park. When it turns around and spins remember? around, you're like, remember you that? Remember? remember when the dinosaur reaches down and looks through the side of the window? Remember that? There it is. Our review is over and we're still reviewing them. <laughs> no, we're done. This is the Epic Foam Guys podcast, EFG Classic. I'm Justin. I'm Nick. And I'm the Loy Sauce. And I'm not even going to tell you where to find us. You already fucking know. We're everywhere. Seriously. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we will see you at the movies. <laughs> <laughs>